Hello, hello, everyone. This is Heather. This is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. It's our podcast. Welcome, everyone. Well, it's been very exciting because in the world of sports, there's been an event going on known as the World Series. That's right, Heather. Even though our local sports team is not in it, but gosh darn it, they tried their hardest. I really thought that this was their year, the Padres. The San Diego Padres. Yes. Here in California. Slam Diego, as we are known this year. And I really thought 2020, because this year was a modified year, they were in a bubble, that maybe, just maybe, we would be World Series champions. But no, not so much. Ah, uh, No. But we did lose to the World Series champions. So if you're going to lose, you should lose to the championship team. That's typically how, you know, sports work. That's how, that's how they console themselves? For us San Diego sports fans, I think that we do console ourselves by thinking at least we lost to the champions. We are the, the champions. champions. And now we got to pay... Queen and Brian May and Deacon and Roger Taylor for the sample of the song. Maybe we maybe we sang just little enough that we can and get off, away. And maybe off key enough. Yeah, they're like that's that uh, not even close. Don't Doesn't worry count. about it. Um. So this year the World <laughs> Series um for 2020 was between the Los Angeles Dodgers mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, when we turned on the World Series, Heather. What was your initial uh, reaction when you saw who the Dodgers were playing? I, um, little to no reaction because as those of you who, super fans who have been listening may or may not know, I personally am not into sports at all. Um, the only sports I enjoy viewing are the Olympics Um, And I enjoy watching almost all of the Olympics, winter and summer, um, because I am rooting for our entire country. So I enjoy it in that sense, because it's a camaraderie experience. And, you know, you don't really have to know anything. You just you're rooting for your own team. And it's there's so many different categories of sport that's happening that jumps around a lot. So it stays very entertaining for me. Um, so when it comes to normal um, sports during the year, like anything, I just, I can't deal with it. It's, there's a reason that baseball is called America's pastime, and that's because it takes forever <laughs> to watch. And unless you are actually really into it, um, it's absolute torture. It is like watching paint dry. It is like I, I will say oh. I, I will say that I do enjoy baseball more actually being there in the ballpark. Well, sure, because you can get garlic fries. And you can get the ice cream in a tiny helmet. Yeah. And you can walk around and, and we have a wonderful baseball field. But and and you can dress up in the clothing uh, that has the logo of the team. You can make it a whole little outfit. Um, it's like, you know, 
Um, you know, you dress for the event, so but, that's part of it. But I do appreciate the fact that you will come in and join me and watch the championship games. Sure, so, I'll come in for the penultimate match. Sure, because I don't have, I don't have to sit through the entire step by step in order so, to get there. So for the World Series, it can be a seven game series. Oh God. Um. This year, we had six games with the Los Angeles Dodgers winning, beating the Tampa Bay Rays, which I was just like, wow, Tampa Bay is really in it. And they had the possible chance of winning a second World Series when the Padres have won a total of zero. But we've been in it. A couple we, times because I remember we've gone that to, we've you, gone yes. to the World Series matchup, which I believe was against the Yankees. Correct, and they yeah. they, they they beat the tar out of us. But well, of course we did. they did. They're the Yankees. I may know absolutely nothing about baseball, but I know that the Yankees are good. And your extent <laughs> of of watching the Dodgers or being at Dodger Stadium, I believe, is attending concerts. I only yes, if you see me at a baseball. Stadium. <laughs> a stadium that has been designed for the play of baseball. I'm there because I'm I'm seeing a concert. That's the only reason I'm there. And then me, I could be there for a sporting event or or for a concert. Yeah, you're diverse. Yes, that's right. Um, so congratulations to Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, great job. 2020 uh, World Champs. I I will say that a lot of people are thinking of putting an asterisk next to it because the season was shorter. But I will say that the teams did have to play more games in a shorter amount of time, mm. which if you're injured or you're going through your pitching, which is kind of what happened with us um, playing the Dodgers, we ran out of people to th essentially throw the ball to the plate. So. Yeah, because they didn't give it enough time to recover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, but yeah, shout out to, to 2020 World Series champs. So, Heather, you, you know, while we were watching the World Series, mm -hmm. and as you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, uh, you were talking about how you're not the biggest fan of sports. No. But you are a fan of sports films that's true so for me i will watch a, a fictionalized movie um that involves sports as a theme but the storyline has to be enough that it will capture my attention and um that is how i will stay i'll stay in the game we'll say Put me in, coach. Put I'm, me in, coach. I'm ready to go. <laughs> no, that's it's ready to play today. Okay. Look at me. Center I could field. be center field. Yeah. Not to be confused How with. How dare you? Not to be confused with center ice, which is a premium package that helps you to view ice hockey on television. <laughs> center ice. So, while we're watching the World Series, we were going over some of our favorite 
baseball. Yeah, because there was a lot of darn downtime between every single thing that happened. Oh, my gosh. Fun fact about baseball, about how long it takes. I didn't know that there were nine innings to a baseball game until the World Series. Why? Because when I would go to baseball games with Papa, Mm -hmm. we would leave after the seventh inning stretch. And I thought that's how games ended with the seventh inning stretch. (laughs) Because you had to stretch before you go walk back to the car. Yeah, I thought that was kind of like a wee, hey, we're okay. And then that's the game. Oh, God. I didn't know. And I thought that nine innings were for special games like the World Series. And everybody looked at me like, no, you do the seventh inning stretch and then there's the eighth and the ninth oh inning. Oh, my God. I didn't know, but now I know. Yeah, because he had had enough. Yeah. Yeah, it was enough. Yeah, we had our we had our hot dogs, and then we left. Oh, God. P.S. The nacho cheese that they put on the, on the quote-unquote nachos at the park is horrible. I'm sorry. I don't know what that stuff is, but that is not cheese. Oh. Nacho cheese. It's nacho cheese, I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. So, baseball films. Yes. I will watch a baseball film. I will not watch all baseball films, those. And we're going to go and highlight the fictionalized uh, films that have baseball as a theme that are wonderful movies and extremely entertaining. So entertaining, in fact, so well made that they actually make you enjoy baseball and trick you into thinking man i bet i could watch this in real life p.s no you can't but it makes you feel that way there are a couple films i feel like at least i grew up on Mm. that coincided with my love of sports and baseball Mm -hmm. um the first one of which is going to be the sandlot sandlot is an absolutely incredible movie 1993 uh kid centric but also entertaining for adults coming of age film it's so fantastic you you mean to tell me that it's not killing you it's not killing me smalls no no it's enjoyable it is it's wonderful um so the cast Everyone's incredible in this movie. And Dennis Leary plays the stepfather. And James Earl Jones plays the next door neighbor. Who, pow, lights out. I love to crowd the plate. Pitchers hate that. (laughs) And then there's the dog. Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. But it's so wonderful because there's a kid that moves into a new town and is terrible at sports, specifically baseball, has no idea... That his stepfather, his most prized possession, is a baseball signed by, you know, some, some guy. Ga- some lady. Baby. Baby Ruth. <laughs> the great Bambino. I have to tell you, uh, probably um, a lot. So, primarily, as I get most of my information in my life, it's through entertainment and film. And so, I... Most of my baseball knowledge uh, is heavily influenced by this film. I get to know five different pseudonyms of uh, Babe Ruth. Um, and then, you know. What it's like to get in a pickle? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Pia Flyers? Oh, man. So good. Uh, it's, it's, what's great about it is it's two things. 
two terms that they use in storytelling, fish out of water story and coming of age. Those two things combined, it's a great combination. This kid moves into this neighborhood and even though he doesn't know anything, he is inducted into this clique of boys who know are know this sport inside out but are kind enough to bring him into the fold and teach him and well they need make the extra him, player of course but it, they don't have to and just through friendship and the love and the love of the game the love of the game of baseball uh, they make lifelong friends and it's really wonderful it's the best it shows you what sports can be at their very best and it's really fantastic you mean that sports can teach you life skills it's true and benny the jet rodriguez yes. becomes he becomes a baseball player specifically for the Dodgers. That's true. Another baseball film that I grew up on was A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Ni Utterly fantastic. 1992. 1992. Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Laura Petty. Oh, Madonna. God, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, a million other fantastic people are in this film. Every single person in that film are giving it they're all no one is slacking in this movie it just doesn't let up every minute of this film is incredible and let me tell you this guys we we saw the film when it came out and we absolutely loved it and a friend of ours actually somehow was able to get a shooting script of the film League of Their Own, because at the time I was really interested in the process of, of movie making. And they were able to get me a shooting script of A League of Their Own. And so I got it. And of course, I was thrilled. And I, I read the whole thing cover to cover. That was the first time I realized that the movie that you see is not the same as the script that the people are working off of. There was extra scenes, all this extra dialogue, different versions of things. I had no idea that that was a thing. And that really started me on wanting to further study and explore the process of filmmaking. Um, I, I never knew it had, it was so complex. Um, so that, own is, special to me for a number of different reasons but that movie it anytime it is on television it doesn't matter at what scene that we click over and it's on we are watching the remainder of that film because it deserves our respect it's beyond incredible there's no crying in baseball there's no crying in baseball you're, you're gonna oh, still well angel oh my god Gosh. I got him. I got him. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it made me want to play baseball. Mm -hmm. It made me want to play baseball. And then I found out there's no girl baseball. Back in 1982 in San Diego, mm. girls could not play baseball. They had to play softball. Mm -hmm. 
I went to one day of softball tryouts when I was in high school and my hands are too small and I couldn't catch the ball and it was very frustrating and I was like, nope. Mm. So guess what I did? I managed the boys' baseball team because baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we have two other children's baseball films. Mm -hmm. Um, One was Rookie of the Year. In 1993, mm-hmm. which is where a young boy breaks his arm uh, and his tendons in his shoulder and rotator cuff heal really tight. And, of course, uh, the Cubs are having a really tough year. Um, <laughs> he goes to a baseball game and throws a ball that was hit into the stands back onto the field. And, of course, they draft this 12-year-old boy well, to course. play in the major leagues which that tracks which the 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 young actor is Thomas Ian uh, Nicholas we also have Daniel Sturm who is Marv from Home, Home Alone. Alone we have Gary Busey who's the rocket yeah we have uh, Eddie Bracken, who is Mr. Duncan, also from Home Alone 2. Yes, and he was in a million movies um, way back in the day. And then we also have John Candy, um, who is the enthusiastic announcer at the Chicago yes. Cubs Yes. Um, and there's a lot of things that would not fly now. The fact that they drafted a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Um, to pitch for the Chicago Cubs, but you know it's it's all good fun. Um, a lot of I seem to remember in that movie. There's a lot of sound effects. Yes, a lot wacky, of wacky, yeah, whee! wacky madcap um, sound effects in that film. Yes. Um, then there was uh, Angels in the Outfield in 1994, which was made by Disney. Mm-hmm. That was corresponded with the Anaheim Angels, which Disney owned. Yes. And so that has uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We have Christopher Lloyd, Neil Neil Donahue, Danny Glover, Tony Danza, Matthew McConaughey, and Brenda Fricker, who is the bird lady from Home Alone 2. Yeah, she's wonderful. Wonderful. And they live in a group home. There's a lot going on in this film. Um, it is made for kids, but there's a lot of heavy stuff in there. It's about Joseph Gordon-Levitt wanting a family. Yeah, he's living in a group home. He doesn't have a mother. His dad basically abandons him pretty much. And um, they get tickets to the baseball game. They go as a group. Um, yes. And then that's from the love of the game. And then there are angels in the outfield that mm-hmm. help that help the team win. Yeah. It's a it, it's great. It's, it's a, a feel good movie. It is. And it's also a remake. Um, the original was from 1951, which pretty much I have not seen it. But according to the description, it's pretty much the same uh, storyline. But the new one's just updated it. So the other kid one we have on the list here is Bad News Bears from 1976. Which was remade in 2005. So the original is with Walter Matthau. Mm -hmm. And then the remake in 2005 is with Billy Bob Thornton. It's true. With a ragtag group. Um, 
just hijinks and and craziness and drinking beer <clears throat> and smoking cigarettes and all sorts of things. So <laughs> that, that hold, questionable. Hold on to your baseball caps, kids. Um, I've never seen either one of those films. Not the original and not the remake. I have seen the original twice, and then I've seen the new one with Billy Bob Thornton once. Not, I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but, you know, I, it's worth a watch. It's, it's, it's worth a go, worth a play. So there's another baseball movie um, that is not necessarily a kid's movie, but in the storyline, it involves kids, and that's called The Benchwarmers from 2006, starring David Spade, Rob Schneider, John Heater, and John Lovitz. And it's about baseball players that are bad. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, it's on TV a lot, I feel, and it is funny. So... The storyline of that is that the adult, the the core group of adults are a ragtag bunch who really weren't good at sports in high school or their entire life. The only one that was good at sports was Rob Schneider's character. And through a series of events, um, the adult, this group of friends starts playing against children uh baseball baseball teams um as a way of showing kids who are not good at sports that you can become good at sports and build confidence and things like that i'm not really um clear on the exact trajectory but that's where we get to and so what happens is is that even though uh, David Spade, John Heater, and uh, Jason Schwartzman's characters are not necessarily cool or things like that. Uh, Rob Schneider has the skill set that he's able to teach them enough that they are able to play and they start winning games. And John Lovett's character is extremely wealthy and he literally builds a baseball field so that his son and these adults can form a team and all these other little kids who are not good at sports, they can participate either by being announcers or equipment managers or things like that. And it gets them interested in going outside and playing. And so that's great. And it's a whole big uh, storyline of telling, even if you are harassed or you are bullied, you can overcome that and you can still be um, participate in society and you can have confidence in yourself. So in that sense, I think it's really great. It's got a good message. It does. It does. And lots of silliness. Um, but it is. It's good. If we're going to go on the silliness track, mm -hmm. we got to talk about Major League. Major League from 1989, the original, starring Charlie Sheen, Tom... <laughs> Bergner. Oh, okay. Wesley Snipes, James Gammon, and Rene Russo. Russo. This movie is really great. Wild thing. One of my favorite things about this film is Wesley Snipes' character. When he Very early on when he appears in the movie, he drives up in his car. And his character's car 
pulls up in a what you think is a white vintage Rolls Royce. But when the camera pulls out, you see that it, it is the hood of a vintage Rolls Royce attached to a white VW Beetle. I love that car so much. And it's so fantastic that he has that car because it tells you everything you need to know about that character is he is all about style. And it's so great. And he, um, <laughs> and his character's name, he jumps out of the car and he introduces himself as, say, hey, it's Willie Mays Hayes. And everybody's like, you can't. You can't just take Willie Mays' catchphrase. It's not yours. It's just so fantastic. I love it. It's great. One of my favorite costumes that I have seen at Mm Comic-Con was somebody being Charlie Sheen's character, Wild Thing, with the glasses and the the tape and the hair. Oh, gosh. The shaved lines in his hair is great. Yes. Yes. And that was the Cleveland Indians. Yes. And Randy Quaid plays one of the super fans in the stands who's always criticizing and thinks he knows better than everybody, even though he's never done anything to do with baseball. It's It hits all the buttons um, that you want in a sports film. It's got the crowd. It's got the management. It's got the pl- the anxiety of the players, their personal relationships, how they have to balance all the work, um, the physical practice, um, the mentality, the mind games. Um, it, you know, it really takes you behind the scenes, even though Major League obviously is a comedy and there's lots of wackiness and stretching of reality. I feel like it has a lot to do with reality because it's it's a sport but it's also a business um so so many emotional things get confused and shows that it's difficult to be a professional athlete another baseball comedy one of my personal favorites fever pitch fever pitch from 2005 starring jimmy fallon and Drew Barrymore. This movie, again, if it is on TV, no matter what scene we stumble upon it, we're watching the remainder of that film. It is so darn charming and adorable and good. Now, this one is strictly from the perspective of the fans this film you're not gonna get you're not gonna learn anything about the in uh you know the behind the scenes of what it is to be a, a player you get or to an go athlete play with the players it's so fantastic <laughs> i you, love they, it and they listen to you at spring training well no what <laughs> I mean, it's really great. It's really great. I mean, obviously, people would understand that it speaks to me because Drew Barrymore, her character, does not care about sports at all. Let's just put it this way. If, If anybody can relate to a character in a sports film, 
Heather's Drew Barrymore and I'm Jimmy Fallon. Yes! Because when I try to explain things about sports and how it affects my life, Mm -hmm. and I'm explaining it to Heather, and she looks at me like, what? Yeah, no. How does this affect you? Please, Grandma, don't die because the Yankees are coming into town. It's true. I think it's authentic. It's what the players wear. Oh gosh, it's really incredible. <laughs> I love this film. Oh, and he's a teacher too. Yes, and he's the face the Jamie baseball coach. It's so cute. It's really fantastic. And what's really awesome about Fever Pitch is I have a friend, a friend of ours, um, that was actually there. Um, when Fever Pitch was being filmed, mm-hmm. and it's about um, the Boston Red Sox and how um, Jimmy Fallon is just a diehard, super duper uh, Red Sox mm-hmm. fan. And the whole theme of the film is how much he loves them and how much he gives up for the Red Sox, mm-hmm. but have they ever loved you back? Yeah. And when they were making this film, the Red Sox end up having this historic in real life in real life and they had to change the entire script of the film yeah to go with the 2004 World series and victory which uh broke the curse of the bambi it's true feel good movies um about people who love baseball um Another film that made me fall in love with baseball was um, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is incredible. Field of Dreams from 1989, Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, and Amy Madigan, Ray Liotta, Timothy Busfield. It's fantastic. I'm sure I'm not not breaking any news, but Field of Dreams. If you build it. They will come. Yes. Kevin Costner in his prime, and he is going to build a field in Iowa and make a professional industrial baseball field with the benches and the lights and the thing. And because it's amazing. Someone, it's because someone the was voice, whispering The to voice him. told him to do it. And uh, I love the actress who plays his wife, Amy Madigan. She's incredible in this movie. Her wardrobe, I love. She has the most amazing button-down cowboy shirt where it's literally illustrations of cowboys riding horses. All of her wardrobe is amazing. I love that that's what you're focusing on right now. Oh, I love her. And she's very active in the community and she it has all of her principles and he supports her completely she supports him completely and uh kevin costner's character is so charming and so pure and just the innocence of him and the way he interacts with everyone and when he goes to see james earl jones and they go on their adventure they meet moonlight graham i mean Everything about this movie is utterly fantastic and makes you believe in the goodness of things. When they're on the road trip. Yes. In that VW bus. 
I mean, and also James Earl Jones is also in the Sandlot as well. Right. And so that, that when I watched Field of Dreams, I was like, wait, is he playing the same guy? And Heather's like, no. It is a baseball film, but it's not just about baseball. No. It's about him reconnecting. It's about him reconnecting with his father. Mm-hmm. And you want to have a catch. Oh, my gosh. If we want to also talk about a feel-good, emotional baseball film, you got to talk about The Natural. 1984, Robert Redford, Wilford Brimley, uh, Glenn Close, Kim Basinger, and Robert Duvall. Um, Again, if it's on TV. Watching it. Uh, my, it's my good. My favorite part is when he hits the home run and it goes into the floodlights and the explosion of the old-timey floodlights and just being waterfall of sparks as you're running the bases like come on yeah and then you get the the crescendo Mm -hmm. the yeah almost chariots of fire-esque yes um no it's a wonderful movie i think guys like that movie too um most of these movies i think Hits all the hits all the bases, um, if you want to say, uh, for no matter who you are, I think because there's an emotional, there's an emotional connection that's made through the storyline. Um, so I think everyone can enjoy it, whether or not you like sports or not. I think another movie that is very popular with with the guys, <laughs> Moneyball, with Brad Pitt. I don't like the film Moneyball. Is it because it deals with the Oakland A's? No, I don't care. I don't care about what team it is. I could care. I could not care less what team it was about. Uh, It's nothing against Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, any of the fine actors in the film. It's so boring. It, it, I'll say this for it. It accurately achieves and represents how mind-numbingly boring baseball can be. Is it because they... Do you like, do you like baseball? No. Okay, let me spice it up for you and add statistics and math. But you know what? Oh, please, tell me more. But it was groundbreaking of how... I'm sure... They were running the ball I get, club. I get it. I get it. That it's based on statistics and numbers. You know what else is brown, groundbreaking? The invention of algebra. It doesn't mean I want to watch someone crack codes for two and a half hours. I'm not going to watch Moneyball. Brad Pitt was nominated for Best Actor. Well, congrats. Academy Award. Congrats and mazel tov to you. You deserve it for having to memorize that mind-numbing script. How dare you. And Jonah Hill, he's great. Everyone is great in the movie. I'm not knocking anyone's performance in the film. They do their darndest to make me be interested. But it's not going to happen. So let me just put it this way, folks, for our listeners out there. So far, all the films that we have mentioned, if they're on TV... We'll stay and watch it. Mm -hmm. If Moneyball comes on. I'm gone. As Tracy Morgan says, I'm out like a light. 
I'm not going to sit there and listen to statistics. See, I can't even say it. Uh, statistics. I'm not going to do it. And I understand that it revolutionized the way the game is played. I understand that. And that's great. But if I, it's the closest thing to a documentary about the statistic thing that that you can get i mean ken burns i'm sure has made a a freaking documentary about baseball it's like oh god ken burns probably watches Moneyball and was like this is a thrill a minute it's like oh gosh p.s ken burns you are absolutely incredible and i enjoy your work so very much Okay, so we're going to jump in an airplane and fly over to Japan for Mr. Baseball, which was in 1992. Tom Selleck, Aya Takashi, uh, Dennis Haysberth, Ken Takakura. This is Tom Selleck at the height of his Tom Selleckness, and that is why you watch the film. I enjoy him very much in this film, and it's, again, a fish-out-of-water type story because... Tom Selleck is an American baseball player who goes overseas to play for a Japanese team, which I believe this is um, something that happens often with American players um, in many sports, including basketball. Um, for to you explain it to me, Kara. What it, what's the reasoning behind this practice? Sometimes um, players just need to get more experience. Um, especially yeah, this is, goes for younger players. There are national teams. Um, there are local ball clubs. Um, there are different, uh, like you said, sports. We're talking about baseball, basketball hockey, soccer, even men's volleyball. I've had former players that have played for me in high school that have played for Division II, Division III college, um, and they can actually go overseas and get paid a professional wage to play professional sports. Um, there's more opportunities, and then if you do well in the European market or in uh, other parts of the world, you can actually get, like you said, farmed out or harvested by United States um, ball clubs or professional sports here um, in the United States. So this happens also with Korean baseball. This happens in Mexico. This happens in the Dominican Republic, uh, specifically for baseball. Um, so instead of playing in a minor league or double A AA or triple A ball and going through the farm leagues, you can actually go to another country, um, or another part of the world and become a professional athlete and earn a salary being a professional athlete somewhere else mm-hmm. and prove, um, that you are a consistent player and a good player, um, that's putting up good numbers, statistics, and then getting a new contract to come Mm -hmm. and play back in the United States. Mm -hmm. So that, I like that one because obviously it's Tom Selleck, um, but it also gives you a different perspective of uh, a window into an aspect of the professional uh, baseball system and sports system in general that you might not have known even existed. Another one that takes you behind the scenes a little bit of how the inner workings of baseball works is a movie from 1994 called The Scout, and that stars Albert Brooks and Brendan Fraser. Very young 
Brendan Fraser. I don't know if you've ever seen I've that film. I've never seen that film. So that film um, I have seen um, on TV. Um, so Albert Brooks, as you may or may not know, he's a comedian who's a great writer. But it stars him, and he is the scout. He is a baseball scout, and he finds um, this young college-age Brendan Fraser who's really great uh a really great pitcher but he has emotional problems and so the only so he so albert brooks signs him up but he takes him from this midwest town and he plucks him and he's brendan fraser has a he's he's a bit of a wild card because he acts very confident but quickly we find out he has absolutely no confidence and he's had a really rough life and essentially albert brooks because he put everything on the line and convinced his bosses that he's going to be the next big thing he has to become his emotional support and take him to therapy and all this stuff and they have to essentially break him down so that he can be built back up to be a professional but I have to say, I think it's a good movie. I think that it, it has looks... a good message it about does. professional sports and what it takes to be successful. Oh, as sure, a professional because athlete. not only do you have to be physically competitive and skilled, but it's also very much um, a mental thing. I recommend it. Should you want to? If see we're it. also talking about pitchers, we can talk about the rookie. With Dennis Quaid from 2002. Yes, and that's a really good movie, too. Um, that's Dennis Quaid um, is an older guy. He has a family. He has kids. He coaches baseball. Um, and he was really good in his past, a really great player. And through circumstances, he gets the opportunity to actually try out for a professional team and he makes it and that's the storyline is all about you know um do you pursue your dreams do you push them aside to be responsible or quote unquote, what society perceives as being a responsible adult um it's really good i think that movie's great and then to completely go the opposite way and talk about unique um that's take me out to the ball game from 1949 a musical extravaganza starring frank sinatra gene kelly esther williams betty garrett and jules munchen you mean brian to ryan to goldberg that movie is so fantastic uh, Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra are doing the heavy lifting with the song and dance. So um, the three men are on a baseball team. The Wolf. Yes. The, yes. The Wolves is the name of the team. On the downtime between seasons, Frank Sinatra character and Gene Kelly's character are a song and dance duo. On vaudeville. On the vaudeville scene. Okay, why not? But um, but yeah, you think back, and way back when professional sports were starting, you barely made a living doing that. You were that. traveling with the team 
um, you pretty much got paid your expenses. Yeah. But you, if you got hurt or if something happened or if you got cut from the team, you were done. So you had to have a side hustle. Yes. And I love how they talk about, again, even back in the day, this is in vaudeville times when, you know, baseball is first getting off the ground. The baseball team is staying together at this hotel and they have lights out. They eat with the team. They travel with the team. There's no fraternization and there's all these rules. And I'm like, yeah, these rules still apply today to be a professional athlete and that there are consequences. They have to pay fines when they do something wrong. But I think it's really funny that, um, the three main characters, um, they translate their vaudeville act also during in between innings and during the seventh inning stretch, they have like an inflatable baseball uh, bat and they have a giant mitt like and they have a stuffed ball that you know they pretend to knock each other out um and then of course you have the wonderful wonderful um esther williams who inherits the team and she has a masculine name and so they assume that she's a man and then they find out gene kelly and everybody the team find out that she's a woman and being a woman a professional uh, owner of a professional sports team and being a team manager of a male sport, being a female, I I, I relate to that so much. <laughs> and Betty Garrett, um, she plays Frank Sinatra's l- l- love interest, uh, which she's also in several other films together. They they play love they're, interest. They're in On the Town. Yes. And she's so fantastic. I saw a behind the scenes thing with her talking about this film. And in at some point in this film, Frank Sinatra's character gets knocked unconscious Correct. on the field. Yes. So she her character jumps out of the stands and picks him up and carries him to the locker room. And the actress said for that scene, they had a man, a stunt double, dressed in an identical dress and hair and wig to copy her because they were going to have the stunt double pick up Frank Sinatra and carry him to the locker room. And she was like, how much could Frank Sinatra possibly weigh? And she goes, I can do it. And so she did. They go, okay, roll it. And one take. She went down. She deadlifted him off the ground and and took him in the locker room. She's like, please, I can handle it. She's so amazing. She's amazing in everything she does. I love her. And, of course, it's called Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So you know that song's going to be in there. Yes, absolutely. Which is a staple of of the real life. Uh, if you watch um, uh, actual baseball, that's the song they sing for the seventh inning stretch. Got to have it in there. If we're going to also talk about songs, as we mentioned before, one of our favorite films with Fever Pitch. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. So I heard that the way that got associated with baseball was one of the <clears throat> one of the men who worked in the booth 
at um, the stadium for the Red Sox, he would pick all the music that plays during the game, the actual game. And one day, and he and his wife had just had a baby. They had named the baby Caroline. And so his first day back at work, he was choosing the mix of songs to play at the game. And because he had just, they had just had the baby and named it Caroline, he thought it would be fun to put in Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. And so when he played the, <clears throat> the song over the PA system during the game, um, some of the other people in the booth were like, why did you put that in the mix? And before they could give him much guff about it, the crowd went insane. They didn't know the reason why, but the power of Neil Diamond just united the entire stadium. And the Red Sox actually ended up winning that particular game and as you may or may not know the red sox fans are very superstitious and they were like you have to play that song every single time that we play a home game from now on and it's their good luck charm and it's a feel good let's get together let's rally song and now it lives forever as will neil diamond neil diamond is absolutely amazing and if you Man, we have had the pleasure of being able to go to and attend a Neil Diamond live in concert, and that is an experience. But when we saw Neil Diamond, he played it not once, but twice. He did, because he knows. He knows it's a fan favorite, and oh my gosh. So we go... One more time. Oh my gosh. So the song ends and everybody goes nuts and he goes to the band. One more time. <laughs> and it just starts all over again. The entire song over again. And nobody complains. But speaking of, of songs used, I mean, I'm sure every team in every city in America, they have their own signature song that they have. Um, here in San Diego, we used to have a pitcher named Trevor Hoffman. Excuse me. He wasn't just a pitcher. He was the closer. That's right. And so whenever he came out on the mound, they played the ACDC song, Hell's Bells. And that was an experience. It was Trevor time. You yes. When you all you had to know when it was Trevor time was they would ring the bell. Trevor Hoffman was our closer to get us into the World Series um, when we played in 1998. And we would have not gotten as far as we did without him. Hell's Bells. Oh, it was amazing. Amazing. Now that was exciting. So I would say that's the one thing that is very specific about sports in general is that every team or every franchise has a song. Mm -hmm. And when we were watching the World Series and when we were watching sports coming back during this year, I was always excited to hear 
the person up in the booth playing the organ. Dee, 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 dee. Dee, 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 dee. Because not only is the organ person responsible, is the one-man band, the hype man for not just baseball fields, but they're also the hype man for hockey arenas. They're the hype man for basketball arenas, soccer. And there's something to that that I feel like, like you said, Heather, it sometimes can be really difficult to watch a sporting event on TV, but actually being there in person, it's the atmosphere. It's the super fans, but it's specifically all the songs that everybody knows that it's kind of like you, you get the cue and you know what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. And it's part of the fun. It's mm-hmm. part of the experience. It's not just the ice cream and the helmet. It's not just hearing the the vendors going, hot dogs, get your hot dogs here. Yes. Lemonade, ice cold lemonade, <laughs> peanuts, get your peanuts. There's something unique about going to baseball games and going to baseball fields. Um, and so I was really excited about the World Series, even though I wasn't necessarily excited about the teams that were playing. Right. But I love sports and I love baseball. But Heather, I feel like based on all these films, how could you not enjoy baseball? These are these are all baseball films. They are, and I do. I do enjoy them. I'll tell you what I, I like about it. I like the human connection. I like the working for a common goal. Um, I like the camaraderie. <laughs> the mascots. The mascots are great. I like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Especially when they make them run around in a race. That's just... We in San Diego, we have um, the Anchorman team with the fat heads. They run around. Um, there was also, I felt as though you really enjoyed when there was the, the squirrel. Oh, the world's fastest squirrel man. Yeah, that was, that guy was great. He would race, he would challenge people to races. Oh my gosh. That was great. That was entertaining for sure. Baseball is fun. It's something that I feel like baseball is, there's something for everyone in that. Because football can kind of be hard to get into. Basketball can kind of get hard to get into. Soccer definitely is hard to get into, even for me. Hockey is hard to get into because I can't really play hockey. So I can't really ice skate very well. And it's typically really cold if you're sitting close to the rink. But I feel like baseball, because there's so many things going on and there's so many things that make it family friendly and fan friendly that like in San Diego we don't have the best team in the league but we definitely have the most fun San Diego is very much um I they we support our team people get so into it here um very supportive um, if you're part of the team, um, I think you can really feel the love. Being Friar Faithful. 
Ja. Oh, Doctor, you can hang a star on that one. <laughs> R.I.P. Jack Murphy. Yeah, our, uh, or the Murph, as we used to call it, um, the stadium. Uh, that's, being, that's being torn down and repurposed. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, right now we have our baseball stadium is uh, Petco. Petco Park, which is a massive uh, facility that's so nice. Um, I enjoy watching <laughs> concerts there. My favorite section to sit in is 113. It's by the outfield. It's awesome. It's next to the also the park in the park area. It's great. So we will end saying congratulations to the new World Series champions. Everyone else who participated, great job. Congratulations. Uh, ne there's always next year. You can come back and rebuild and be better than ever. And shout out to some of our main players of the 2020 Padres, specifically Mr. Will Myers. <laughs> Will spelled with one L. I feel like that's uh, very unique. We love Will Myers. He's great. And then we got Manny Machado. We spent a lot of money on him, but I wish someone would get him a proper hat. Maybe it's his lucky hat. It, you know, rally caps. Mm -hmm. Rally caps and rally towels. Mm -hmm. The wave. Woo! Woo! Halloween's over, Heather. Oh, that's right. That's right. Can't be living in the past, y'all. Onward and upward. Focus on the future. <laughs> the future. This has been, I'm not complaining. I'm just asking. Because it's one, two, three strikes you're out. At the old ball game. Stop stealing my peanuts and cracker jacks. <laughs> I do care. If we ever get back, because it's root, root, root for the, the Padres. <laughs> <laughs>